11 or wank. I have it in the middle of the day. I watch my neighbor pick up the poop from his dog and I crank my dick to completion. My dick works overtime, but he's not in the union. My hand is a union buster. There's a notification that we just went live. My dick will get off on the new year. Will I crank it tonight or will I crank it tomorrow? Who knows? It depends on the kind of porn that I see on Twitter. Twitter's better than Pornhub these days. You have a lot of girls pumping their dicks in gigantic homemade penis and ball pumps. They got them tater tot titties. And welcome to RCR podcast number 89, Faster Than Flanders, because probably after this or later or something, I'm going to do my taxes for 2020 and have my taxes done before the first of the year. Cause that's what you do when you're an adult. Mm. More or less. But also, like, the sooner you get it done, the sooner, I guess I can go back to sleeping 11 hours a night. I gotta find my Wegmans fleece. It's mm. getting to be that time of year. Yeah. Oh, uh, so, so I don't want to take up too much thunder because uh, Foster's doing Flappy New Year right now, and they've already raised eleven thousand dollars for their charity. So, wow. yeah, right. So I don't know. Maybe this this podcast is going to be a little bit shorter than other ones. Yeah, no worries about that. All things considered, they want to stay up all night. I don't have that in me. They, the idea that it's a twenty-four hour stream. Yeah, that it started at seven o'clock this morning. And wow. we'll go until seven o'clock tomorrow morning. If we started this at like nine o'clock, I wouldn't want to go all night. You, you know, it's, uh, I hate New Year's Eve so much. Yeah. I genuinely do because so much of that um, material, that that period between Christmas and New Year's is, and Mark Swint said this on, uh, the voice actor said this on Twitter, yeah. that it's, every day you wake up and every day feels like Sunday yeah. and that's more or less how it is. It's like, you don't want to do anything. You don't want to get up. And then those times when you're alone on new year's, they kind of really drive home that sense of solitude. Yeah. And I kind of end up finding myself reflecting on the things I did or didn't do, but also people with whom I don't have certain connections with anymore, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I just, I don't know. New Year's Eve is always hurt because I just, I always wish I were spending it with someone in a sort of romantic sense. Yeah. And then the one year that I kind of was, I Ooh. kind of like messed it all up. And nah. so that's fun. Um, but, but it's funny because I messed it up because I, I don't know. I didn't know how to process what I was feeling. Right. So when you think you can't feel certain ways about a person anymore because you've kind of shut that part off and then all of a sudden you start feeling that way again. Yeah. And then you just 
sort of self-sabotage to get out of it. Because oh, yeah. I know, like, my anxiety, I don't have that in me. I don't yep. have it in me to necessarily be uh, in love with somebody mm. or in or having those emotions right now it's like it's too much stress and i know that's a way to doom yourself to being alone forever but yeah but just, the feeling's like oh well here we go again yeah let's break up so we can have this over with i'm i'm gonna say stuff too soon so this thing just ends i well you know who i'm talking about without talking about it yeah and you know who i'm talking about without yeah. talking about it <laughs> I, I'd say to him, hey, it's time for you to hate me forever now. Yeah. Um, here are all the things I feel about you. Blah, 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 blah. Here's a beep, beep. Here comes the pen dot truck full of emotions. Mm. Here comes the emotional pen dot truck. Gonna make it weird now. Which actually would be more uh, punctual than the actual pen dot truck. Um, right. But still, it's something where I think... Um, I don't know. I tend to spend New Year's with my family. And uh, for the most part, I don't do anything. Like mm -hmm. if I go to my mom's for New Year's, we might like have a nice dinner mm -hmm. and watch a movie mm -hmm. and then kind of ignore that New Year's Eve is happening. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, I don't know if that's something that I could do tonight given the state of the world but um oh speaking of my mom that's a notebook that she found that she gave to me and it has it's from when i was 20 years old and apparently like my handwriting was way better when i was 20 and it's a bunch of like scattered ideas for short stories like a, a list of names that don't really make sense to me anymore okay. i guess i was writing like a fantasy series <laughs> but i don't remember what it was about or what i was going for with it there's like a bunch of things that sound like star wars -y or lord of the rings ish yeah and then there's um Yo. yeah there's like a passage in here somewhere you, like are these actors who are going to play these parts no that's actually my predictions for the oscars that year uh -huh. um these were all things that i was doing instead of paying attention in class and uh yeah it, it's weird how many of those i actually got right in the grand scheme of things but i started writing this short story for like a regency era like jane austen type short story that was going to be like a perversion yeah. of a jane austen story that i don't even know what the hell i was trying to say with any of it because mm -hmm. after a certain point it all starts to sound like nonsense <laughs> kind of like when i talk about anything so yeah you know it's and then there's some like writing in spanish that i don't remember but it's i mean i know what it says but even then it's kind of i don't know it's over the top and then there's also some weird notes in here about phylogeny and lemurs and whatnot uh -huh. I, I just it's almost like i was writing just to write it's like dear ellen as of late i find myself the victim of a sort of mellifluous melancholy spreading throughout my consciousness, penetrating as icy knives to searing flesh. However, I do not shy from the licentious disparity. God, for despite Lord. its damnable hold on my being, there is music in it. There is an unconscious connection across this room. Things are not so much spoken as felt. The people maintain awareness of one another of the material as if it were the record of a journey, theirs. They pay attention like alms, respects like taxes. We don't so much talk as pass one another by, an unspoken awareness of one another. It is longing manifest. It is base connection, humanity in practice. 
Hell yeah. And it's like, what was I even trying to say? I don't yeah. know. But it's like that kind of vague that could nonsense. Be a, a bunch of stuff like uh, communications from the galaxy conflict or the communications from beyond the asteroid belt or the um, the Alpha Centauri incident or letters from the occupation. Yeah. Inter, inter, interstellar letters. Did you hear that we got like a pingback from the Alpha Centauri system? Well, it's not really a pingback, but it's like some weird signal that suggests that like something is out there. Mm. But even though, you know, I, I don't even know how it works. Uh, somebody explained this to me in like this article. And so there was like static that was different than the normal static yeah, we're hearing? More or less. And so that's kind of exciting. I mean, the only way that the only way that 2020 can be topped is by the complete and total destruction of Earth in 2021 by invading alien forces, which I mean, I think it would be fun. Welcome our new overlords. Well, especially if their spaceships all look like Malays era cars. That would be just great if they just showed up, you know, there's like oh. Lincoln Mark five. Yeah, like they're an advanced alien intelligence, but for some reason, their aircraft is all like 40 years behind us in design. Ford Granada. Yeah. <laughs> or it's just like, hey, I'm an alien and I've arrived in a Ford Fairmont. Yeah. It's just, hello. Dude, if it's a Fairmont, then it's like, dude, where'd you get the Fairmont? Yeah. I'll give you three grand for it. Fuck you. I want five. Everybody wants to do an LS swap in it. Or like the find out, like, where's Matt? <laughs> the first thing they landed in a Fairmont. And the first thing they said was, <laughs> what spring and cam do I need for <laughs> sloppy stage one? Yeah. It's like uh, they have their own uh, version of bring a trailer, but it's weird, weird alien verbiage like um, arrive a Zorgbin. Mm -hmm. It's like the prices are going way too high on bring a global. Yeah. <laughs> you just make up names like Justin, whoever does Rick and Morty. Oh, uh, Justin Roiland. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dicks, dicks, dicks. Old man, old dads. Dad's getting on their OnlyFans. <laughs> OnlyFans for dads. Just want to grill and jack off for you. Mm-mm. Gonna make some brisket. That's not how you make brisket. And like all the comments are not sexual. They're just critiquing the guy's grilling. Oh man, that's just some slow jack man with a big belly. Just all I want to do is grill <laughs> and jack off in my in my backyard. Like <laughs> he's wearing <laughs> he's wearing like a, a my little pony sleeveless tank top. Yeah. <laughs> and just a belly button visible and he's just there way too much pubes yeah yeah and just d d dick so small he has to use three fingers just that and, but he's like not paying attention to it he's jacking off try but but then talking about well i use i like to do you know they got these new girls now that you do half propane half charcoal that way you get Ooh. the flavor or if you can like in the middle of this he like uh, everybody goes Traegers, but Traegers, I who has the money for Traegers? <laughs> like pitiful drips of cum going down his leg as he continues to bemoan Traeger grills that he can't afford. Yeah, it's that dad who's angry that, you know, 
when you go to someone's OnlyFans, you don't get a preview. You got to pay first <laughs> before you even know what it is you're getting. And he also wishes more people he knew were on OnlyFans, you know, that mm-hmm. he wants to see his people thriving, but he also hopes they get desperate enough that they make an OnlyFans. Yeah. Um, oh, why does my back hurt? Why does anything hurt? It's the gradual onward creep of time. I but- think I broke my, like, I th- it's possible I cracked one of the bones in my thumb. Huh. Because I was skiing with Greg International and his daughter. His daughter, by the way, is like in the fifth grade. She's a solid intermediate. Now. She's pretty close to skiing parallel in the fifth grade, way ahead to where, where I was back then. Also has no fear. But like every time I go out skiing for the first year, I hurt myself in one way or another. One year it was my head. Another year it was my like my knee or hip or something like that. Tony was there. I was showing off skiing backwards. And I it's always I catch an outside edge. It's always how it is. I catch the outside edge and I go around. And this is what I did this time. And I fell on my thumb. My thumb broke my fall because I I kept holding on to the pole for some reason instead of just letting it go and letting it flop on the strap. Nope. I like I, you know, you go down to break your fall, but it's with a closed fist held outward. So the thumb just took everything. So I can't like riding when we were riding before it, it hurt. It's like Ugh. this much be must be what our arthritis feels like. Yeah. And I can't grip things very hard. Like the tongs that I use for when I'm like making dinner. Yeah. Uh, the grill tongs that I use to flip chicken in the pan. I can't, I have to use my left hand. I don't, it, it just, it just grinds. It hurts. I, hopefully I just like jammed it, but I think I've broken like, fingers thumbs feet before and yeah. just didn't do anything about it well yeah you mentioned breaking the toe one time and just taping the broken toe to another toe toe yeah <laughs> and then we went to toronto and i drank so yeah. that that was it it's like because it's like you go to the house what are they gonna what do what are they gonna do they're gonna do exactly what you did yeah. more or less you know uh guys do you make a list of things to improve during this time i don't know not define really. imp- define Im- like list of improved. Do you mean just like things I want to do in the new year, or just things that I want to improve about like my writing or yeah. presentation? I mean, That's- I did sober October and I did push ups, and after not drinking for an entire month, I just lost my appetite to drink. Now I say that I was just drinking Boilo before this, but it was just a little bit and more to more to taste than actually to get drunk i don't really like the feeling of being drunk anymore like yeah. we did that podcast with ben and there was very nice beers and i had fun drinking it but then once i came down i just hurt my throat hurt my eyes hurt yeah i didn't feel like doing anything i felt like shit. and all i wanted to do is take a gigantic hot bath forever so and i have all this beer now like god bless ben he just gave me all this fun beer so it's just like when people come over it's like hey just just drink this i'll have one maybe in like i have to if i have beer now i have to have it like at 12 noon so that it cycles in and out of me before it's time to go to bed it's so weird something funny said weed will fix that yeah it will i mean yeah yeah it will um there's literally a medical dispensary like three blocks from where I live. Oh, hell yeah. I need to get on that. So do I. Be like, hey, knock, knock. Who's there? Medical weed card. <laughs> yeah. Medical weed card who? Um, 
I'm not too, I want to find, what's the strain that allows you to keep thinking? Not think too much, but. Oh, you want to hit some of that Stefan Urkel? <laughs> I don't know. I just like giving you. You want to hit that, that Steven, <laughs> that Steven Steel goal. <laughs> you want to, you want to hit that William Howard daft. Nice. People were staying sativa. Yeah. The one that doesn't make you dumb. Whatever I've been smoking lately, I just dissolve into nineties music and like, imagine that I'm back there. Kind of like the car we were riding today. I imagine myself going back to the nineties, going back to high school and getting it right. Like if nothing else, going back and realizing that high school doesn't matter. Yep. All of it doesn't matter. Just enjoy yourself. High school would have been so much better if I realized that back then, that your permanent record doesn't mean a damn thing. It really doesn't. And neither do half the things that you worry about, like uh -huh. not even half, like 80% of the things that you worry about, the things that you think someone is going to remember forever. You know, mm -hmm. that time I did that thing and now I'm that guy who did that thing. You go to the 10-year reunion, no one knows what you're talking about at yeah. all. Everybody's just involved with themselves. My favorite part about my 10 year reunion was meeting a girl who like her whole thing now is denying she's from mid state PA. <laughs> she's going around telling everybody she moved to Brooklyn and now she's saying she's from Brooklyn, but that was, but now we're coming up on the 20 year. So that was almost 10 years. That was, yeah, that was 2010. So that was when I guess it was cool to be from Brooklyn. Oh yeah. I'm coming up on the 20 in like three years. That's weird because i missed out on the 15th because we were um not around because of mm. the end i missed the 10th because i had stomach flu like i was it was coming out of both ends it was a blast um no pun intended but yeah hudo says i have a weed card and i have to agree pennsylvania medical weed is an absolute scam but it's like overpriced i guess is but it overpriced and not that strong because that's the criminal sin or worse it's overpriced and it's all seeds mm. Mm, I, I'm not a weed connoisseur, so I don't know good from bad. And I don't want to go completely dumb. Like, oh, I think I'm going to die. You know, who needs that? Very overpriced, and I paid $250 before buying anything. Okay, so there's fees and fees on top of fees. The way I look at it is if it's worth not having to be paranoid about, oh, it's a cop, it's a cop, it's a cop, 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 it's a cop, it's a cop, it's a cop, 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 it's a cop, it's a cop, it's a cop, 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 who's at the door? You know, if it costs $250 to not freak out, I think that's a fair price. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a certain benefit to not having to really think about, you know, Johnny Law coming in and being like, hey, what's that I smell? And then all of a sudden you have a record for an ounce. Hold up, I got that weed cut yeah like i i wish i could kind of be like farah and just have that you know fuck it yeah 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 that that whole attitude towards it and just being able to smoke up whenever i feel like it mm -hmm. and um just having like a badass bong that i light with a blowtorch and you know but then they have the wax which i was kind of jealous of because that seems like yeah you get more for your money yeah. with the wax I think the I think technically when you get vapes it's like that. Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Well, I mean, technically I do qualify for it because of my You totally anxiety. qualify for but it. But like I feel I just feel like it would be a shortcut and that it wouldn't actually improve anything. But mm. then in the 
long to earn, but in the short term, I feel like it would fix so many things. So I don't know. I have to talk to my doctor about it. It's just <laughs> someone posted John Fetterman is pushing for people to apply for pardons on weed offenses. Yeah, just everybody asks for a pardon on a weed offense. Might as well. Uh, someone says careful with the concentrates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know all about that. It's really easy to go too far. Hmm. Um, Oregon. No, New, New Hampshire just, just legalized <laughs> magic mushrooms for religious purposes. That's funny. Right. I've never done mushrooms. I don't know. Um, usually weed pens use CBD oil for God knows what bunch of kids in my school vape like a steam train. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, I guess if you do it, like if any, anything in moderation, yeah. so wax is at least made well, if it's like a Rosen live strain, something, something, I have no idea what that means. Udo says, I bought a half ounce yesterday for $170. The quality of this stuff is not as good as legal. Alaskan weed. However, you, you can buy the safe cartridges that are dysentries. So it's decriminalized, but not legalized. Well, whatever. Mm. Mm. Get yourself a gram of terp. I don't know what that is. And an e-pen. You scoop that good, good into the little bowl that has a quartz coil. And you push a button. Um, rosin is fancy word for heat pressing. Raw sin. Take a nug. I don't know what it is. Rosin, what I remember about rosin is that that was what the thing that I used on my violin bow. Right. Uh, yeah. You had a violin? Just, uh, used to. Huh. Yeah. Um, then I moved to a school district that didn't have a strings program. And I couldn't afford to take lessons privately. So mm. when I was 10 years old, I stopped playing violin. And if I picked up a violin now, actually, no, I wouldn't remember at all how to play it. So there you go. Skills lost. But mm. then again, it's like, to what end am I really doing anything with a violin anyway? You know, mm. it's not like I was going to be the next Yo-Yo Ma. Wait, mm. no, he's a cellist. Eh. Mm. Uh, it's overcast. It really is. And it seems it's like been... a New Year's Eve tradition to be yeah. overcast and gloomy, like a, I don't know, a really dark family circus cartoon. My dick got smaller because I need to trim everything. I feel my pubes when I crank it. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit. What is dad doing for New Year's? What my, what my dad does for New Year's is he watches the ball drop and then he takes his hands and he plops him down on his thighs and says, well, another year's over. Yep. He's, he's also, he also does that dad joke where he says, see you next year. Tremendous. Now you're starting to make your dad sound like Joe Biden a little bit. Mm. <laughs> uh, man, I wish I could do impressions of anybody, mm. but I can't. I guess we'll answer questions. Yeah, at some point. Hey, did you see the new Wonder Woman movie? No, I didn't. But we know um, our buddy, uh, the real Neil, he worked on the movie. Did he? Wow. Yeah, he was part of the team that converted it to uh, Dolby Vision. Oh, nice. For home use. I mean. He said it was insanely hard and it was a real time crunch and stuff. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. I mean, part of my issue is that there's no reason for it to take place in 1984. Like mm. it doesn't matter to the plot at all. Mm. Also, it's a really bad movie, but also really entertaining. Mm -hmm. 
So as long as you can turn your brain off and not think about anything, you'll enjoy it. But also it's one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. Like there's a plot hole every five minutes and also it's two and a half hours long and it doesn't have to be mm. like you can chop a full. I don't often find myself editing a movie in my head as I'm watching it. Although I was doing that with Tenet too. When I finally saw Tenet, uh -huh. like that movie kind of pissed me off because it's like all Christopher Nolan. It, 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 he, he's on his Hideo Kojima bullshit okay. where like I'm too smart for the room. And so yeah. I'm just going to do this. And it feels what you end up with is a movie that thinks it's better than its audience. Uh -huh. And so it's just Christopher Nolan, just jacking himself off uh -huh. in, in IMAX cameras and then bitching about the fact that no one got to see it in IMAX. It's like, like anybody wanted to see it on home video first. Yeah. You know, it's like, ugh, ugh. I don't know. Tenet just pissed me off because <laughs> it's just so far up its own ass trying to say things and it doesn't have any of the warmth or humanity that nolan movies the yeah. good ones actually have yeah whereas wonder woman 84 it's like takes itself too seriously whereas it would have helped to sort of i don't know just be cheesy I'll, honestly like the only the best thing about wonder woman 84 was the fucking cars it's just like nice. you see the things all lining the streets and i'm like okay yeah. attention to detail you got like some old you know, just Malays. Well, no, not Malays stuff, but uh, there were some American some, Malays. Were but, there any MR2s? Uh, I didn't see any, oh. but it's also more background thing because people don't really drive much in these movies. They're just sort of, they fly. Yeah, they fly or they're being driven. I guess the most driving you see is in the one convoy sequence that's in all the trailers where there was really like, I don't know the physics of it. I'm just like, yeah, that person would be dead, which again, you can't think that way during mm. these types of movies, but it's also something where I feel like someone with a half hour of thought could have edited that down or, or oh, wait, I think the, did the MR2 start in 84? Maybe. Or was it 85? What's your opinion on Ford versus Ferrari? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, great movie. Uh, but it's also something where 84 first year. Damn. So that, so that car, the new, the, the AW 11 and 84 AW 11 could show up knowing them, they'd probably screw it up and use a, a Mark one B like mine say, is that the new one? It's like, fuck no, you're about like two years too early. <laughs> well, I, it did feel like it was around sort of longer than it was did they do that move where they try to put technology in, in a in a in a time period that didn't exist yet like I, hideo kojima all the time well, yes and or no call of duty yes and no in the sense that like okay th this isn't really much of a spoiler but if you care about it just close your ears for the next 30 seconds but um like a guy her boyfriend from world war one is brought back to life because of a fucking wishing stone just roll with it and they go to the air and space museum or the one of those places and um they need to get to cairo and from dc and so they get in they like steal a fighter jet or whatever never minding that like i don't think a world war one pilot 
like their skills necessarily translate one-to-one to to a modern by that that standard fighter jet right um and also you know is the museum keeping these things fueled and even if they were being fueled is it going to make that five thousand dollar or not five thousand dollars five thousand mile round trip no from dc to cairo and back and but like you just don't think about it even though like there's that big scene that's in, in the trailers where they're flying through a you know display of fireworks even though i'm like at jet fighter speeds you're not doing the whole like wow look at all these fire like you're through it in yeah two tenths of a second yeah. and you're done you know also without even getting into the idea that someone who died in a plane explosion in world war one would have no PTSD whatsoever about flying through fireworks. Right. You know what, what actually I shouldn't say it. Cause I don't actually know like PTSD isn't this universal thing that affects everybody the exact same way. So that's kind of dumb on my part, but even then it's just hard to really, you know, get on board with a lot of the things that they're doing because there's no reason for it to take place in 1984 any more than there's any reason for Tenet to take place at all. <laughs> like, I really hated that movie. <laughs> it just made me so unnecessarily So the angry. guy was also the guy who did everything. Yeah, he, he was the guy, but also so, the guy. Oh, and then when what he a was, twist. And when he was fighting the guy, like, holy shit, he was the guy. Oh, what a twist. Yeah, I know. I the, never saw that one coming, Fight Club. Yeah, I, I mean, oh God, I just, ugh. oh, that just made me so angry, that whole fucking movie. Um, that and like his sound mixing, like I don't get this shit with the sound mixing. And I say that as someone whose own sound mixing is terrible, but mm. it's like Nolan doesn't want you to understand what's happening in his movie or what anyone's saying. Mm -hmm. And somehow his sound editor has won like four Oscars under him. And I'm just like, I don't get it. The sound, the dialogue mixing is terrible. The music is always way too loud. Mm -hmm. The audio or the dialogue is always way too low. Yeah. It's just, I mean, when it's just action, fine. That's why the mixing for Dunkirk worked because it was like two and a half hours and people hardly spoke at all. Yeah. But when like Tom Hardy's in the airplane and he's trying to say things, I don't know what the fuck he's saying. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I understood him as Bane better than I understood mm -hmm. him in Dunkirk. It's just, nah. man pissing me off all i've been doing is watching clips of movies on youtube that's kind of the way to do it <laughs> i've been mementoing my way through movies mm. uh boris ts karloff thank you for your donation thank you yep. so much you were the first what is up with my back we're gonna go to regular over the counter drugs in a second here acoustic theory it's the poopening it was for a while, I was in the bathroom for a good, like, 10 minutes. Every time I poop, my legs fall asleep. I do it for you, and I do it for me. Neighbors, I can't hear me because I sing my poop songs every day. This really happens in this house. I can do it louder because I have no neighbors. Poop coming out, poop coming out, poop coming out. Date me. Hate me. Nick H. 
Thank you for your donation. Uh, one more for 2020 brother, Animate Titties. Thank you, Nick H. Wouldn't be a podcast without me saying Animate Titties. Imperator Zor. Thank you for Canadian money. The age of the internal combustion engine comes to an end. The age of the electric car has begun. I guess. In like a limited sense. We've been over this. Oh, we did get an offer for a Model Y. Ooh. But I don't know if the guy can make it all the way up here. Kind of have to coax him to make it all the way up here. He has to like Daisy Chain. He lives down the he lives down in DC. So I mean there's there's a Tesla charging station in Harrisburg. So I think he'd have to go DC, maybe your maybe probably DC to Harrisburg, fill it up there. But there's nothing between Harrisburg and here as far as like Tesla stations. So huh. it's kind of limited. So there was a park I was looking at near Hershey. So we'd probably have to go to like Hershey PA. Mm, I love and, Hershey. Yeah. I have friends in Hershey who I haven't seen in years and have no intention of really seeing because I'm on a very anti-social kick. But mm -hmm. I love Hershey and I like the Hershey Highway, mm -hmm. you know, and their little Hershey Kiss uh, street, street lights. lights. Yeah. And the whole idea of I love the idea of Hershey Park. Yeah. Because it's just this idea that you're taking something uh, sort of adjacent to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's whatever. I remember back in the like 90s, I don't know if Hershey started it or if it was just a trend that went everywhere, but someone came up with cocoa scented mulch and everybody's parents got in on that action. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I mean, or it was like the shells from the cocoa beans or something like that. You could, for a while in the 90s, you could buy them and everybody was like, yo. And they did all their like gardening things and their plants in front of their houses. So you walk up to, you know, Jake Berg, Jake Berg's parents' house and it smelled like cocoa as you went up the walk and like, oh, you like that? Yeah, I got that. Oh, where you got that? Well, they have it over at Trail Gardens. I think this predates when we had Lowe's. Oh, you can get it at Daywalt and Langle Hardware. <laughs> Matthew Churchord says, Happy New Year to the best lads on YouTube. Oh, I'm flattered. Oh, thank, thank you so you. much. Um, name me your favorite car you reviewed this year. Much respect. Uh, years kind of blur together. <sighs> Cars that I didn't want to... Gosh, this year was just... It really was. I can't remember. Um, I mean, I love the C8. Yeah, that was good. That was really good. Like, that's my winner. Yeah. Uh, uh, the the um, Dom's Executive L. That was unique. And uh, the the Marinello or Marinello. Oh, right. Yeah, that thing was a piece of crap. God, that Ferrari was stupid. It was fun going 100 miles an hour around on a highway in Phoenix because I was right at the beginning of the lockdown. No one was on the road. So that was a that was as fair, I would say. That, is, that was a baller move. Um, Corvette C1, that's really just a Chevy Coupe with a fancy body. That thing's disastrous. How about the Cuda? Um, the Cuda. No. The Cuda was fun to look at. It wasn't fun to drive. One of the motorcycles this year, maybe? Maybe. Ben's bike. Or the plane. <laughs> <laughs> the the plane I almost threw up in. Yeah. Um, gosh. You know, it's probably going to go down. 
that my most memorable car was probably the uh, Acura Integra Type R, or rather the Acura Integra with an asking price of sixty grand on it. I was talking to this one guy I knew, Luke, the other day. Might have been even last night, and I told him about that, and I said, "Yeah, '90s stuff. That's my generation, the tail end of Gen X. Like we're driving up '90s prices, and then it'll be your generation that drives up the nostalgia." Because this guy told told me he sold his Subaru Forester XT. And I'm like, that's probably going to be the one that goes up in price next. Subaru Forester XT and the Subaru Impreza RS, the 2.5 RS that just pre predated RWRX. Um, those will be ones that will probably, those are probably good buys right now. His probably. one had over 200,000 miles on it, uh, his Forester XT, and it also was an automatic, so whatever. But uh I think those are two Subaru buys to buy right now. Some people are liking the old S size from the 2000. That's that's going to go up. You can always really bet on Honda. Oh, yeah, Good question, Pacer Matt. Review. Thanks. Jennifer R. doesn't have a question, but she paid us $20 for me to say Pope. I always find it amazing when women watch RCR. I know. Way, it's it's like me. I know it's sexist to me because my first question is why? Well, I don't. Well, dude, we don't mean Am it in I a sexist way. In that, like, it's gatekeeping. Like, we're right. Game. It's just like a delightful surprise. Yeah. That you know, I'm getting some painkillers. I, I, I'm gonna get painkiller killers, billers. I, I painkillers. <laughs> painkillers is like a good pillar of the community. <laughs> and you can get you can get oxycotton. It's it's not so bad if you use it on Wednesdays. <laughs> and. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get some boilo. Are, are you sure you don't want a, a little bit a little bit of taste? A little uh, bit. Maybe you like to just 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 give it a little smell. You smell it if it's fresh. I mean I that's guess, that's I how you know the bit, pussy's I'll, good. I'll do a little. You, you you give it if it if it smells like well back in Delaware, um you may not you may be a little bit too young for us, but we used to call uh this one guy Sebastian Montgomery. I'll call him sea bass because he he would sniff the teacher's pussy. <laughs> he, he just got away with it. Sea bass and sea bass because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every high school had someone who went by the nickname sea bass. Yep, we had a sea. I we had, I forget if we had a sea bass. I know when I was a sub, uh, there was this one student who was sea bass. He was one of those indomitable children like like the teachers would tell me well that's sebastian he just does whatever he wants and like literally you, you could send him to iss and like it had no effect so the like the school gave up on sea bass it was like he wants to just go in class <laughs> you let him i don't think he had like mental problems i think i think he was probably pretty smart like he was he would have been that kid who realized high school is bullshit yeah and just i can do whatever i want yeah. Not, there is no consequences. And he would like do his homework sometimes and he'd make engine noises while he did his vocabulary, like his spelling tests and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's like, there's literally nothing you can do. It's like, like in our town, I don't know what happened to her. I might've mentioned her on a podcast before. There was this, uh, like this homeless lady called faith. I don't know her real name. I was talking to friggin' Aaron Parker and like, you know who I'm talking about, but shout out to Aaron Parker. If you're out there. Um, uh, that I was talking to him like two years ago, like when I moved into town and no, I've been here for six years. So 
I moved in. I'm like, who's that lady shouting? It's like, oh, let me tell you about Faith. And she's just this like homeless lady, but she has a house, but she gets off her meds and then she just gets like, she puts like an army style, like satchel on her back, like a one strap sort of thing. Yeah. And she'll just wander around town, like ranting to herself. She's freaking Jack. She's got gigantic calves and shoulders and stuff. So um, I guess she stays in shape, but then she just have these mental, you know, spits where she would like direct traffic from the sidewalk. And mm. then she'd go to sleep up at the Memorial park and, um, uh, you, you know, the police, you could like arrest her, but nothing's going to change. Cause there's nothing, there's nothing upstairs to change. Yeah. So we just kind of just let her go, just say hi to her. And eventually she'd ramble off and then disappear into the woods for a while. And, but I haven't seen her in two years. So who knows what mm, I don't know. I'll have to ask around. All right. So Evan Collins, put it in H. Indeed, I will put it in H. Good reference. Matthew Churchard says, oh, it's a, it's a Roman question. So oh, cool. I'll get uh, something to drink and something to pill. Um, and I guess I will have a hit of Boilo. If that's... Uh, yes, please. So uh, Matthew Churchard... Uh, Roman, can, uh, can Roman sing Hannah, Matt loves you? We're both watching while we cook. Sorry, lads. Hannah, wait, no. <clears throat> Hannah, Matt loves you. That wasn't really a song. Hannah, Matt loves you. Yeah, that's something. Let's go with that. I hope that, that uh, worked. Um, belligerent octopus, five dollars. Thank you. Hom Sumwich, you know, it's a uh, delicious. So, like, that's kind of like that bees churger thing that I find hilarious for reasons that even I can't really explain. Like, if I see a you know, meme online that just says Kurger Bing or bees churger or chomkin nungits or whatever, it's just. I don't know. The gibberish nature of it is just hilarious to me. And also when they make up like little, you know, designs of what the food looks like to go with it. And the food's freaking absurd too. It's like the cheese on top and then the burger and then the bun. It's just, I don't know. I'm a very simple man and my comedy tastes are exceedingly not adventurous. Um, hang on. I've got to go up. How do I scroll up from here? All right, here we go. All right, so uh, Cameron Auburnon, thank you for $5. Happy New Year to y'all. How do PA party people ring in the new year and what are y'all's hopes for RCR in 2021? Cheers. Cheers. Well, certainly the hope is to be able to travel again at yeah. some point, but um, barring that is to just sort of um, keep getting unique cars and hopefully um, at least on my end to collab with some people, uh, mm -hmm. other people. And as far as how PA people ring in the new year, I mean, I got a, a message from Jim Shulman about mm. the Lebanon bologna drop, nah. which I had never heard of before. And I'm like, as a dyed in the wool Pennsylvanian, how could I not have heard of this? And uh -huh. also is the bologna Miller's hot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sliced penis that they sold at every high school basketball game. That makes you blow out your cold. Oh, it's, it's a, yeah. I could have heated this up more. 
Oh, I, Boilo is Boilo is Boilo. Well. Oh, that's nice. Oh, that's so nice. This is technically like my first drink in yeah. like eight months, which I don't really consider a drink. It's more like a hot toddy and yeah. it's like a cordial. And it's not so much a drink as if as is as it is you're drinking a, a lot of honey and like cinnamon. Yeah, and I don't taste any stuff. alcohol in this at all. Yeah, no. I also taste a little bit of orangeyness. Yep, I think there's orange juice. Mm. That's really. But I don't know nice. if it's like orange peel or something. Everybody, everybody has their own boiler recipe. Mm. Ah, mm. whoa! Ah. There we go. Nice. So what are we what are we on now? Oh, uh, we are we just did Cameron. Uh, okay, so we're up there. Yeah, Andrew Palmer. Hello, Andrew. Thank you for your donation. Many thanks to both of you for making 2020 less terrible. Thanks. The Cummins review struck a chord with me, having grown up in Cecil County, Maryland, and seeing trucks roll coal in the Northeast. See you in 2021. Yeah, people like that. I've been. It took six years to get a Cummins. I mean, there, there were some offers from Cummins, but they were on the other other end of the country. Yeah. And truck people don't want to give RCR cars. Um, doesn't want to, especially Cummins guys, they do not want their trucks being made fun of. They're very, very sensitive people. <laughs> so finally we got a guy with a Cummins. And the, and the funny story about Brett, about that truck is uh, he wasn't a Cummins guy. Uh, he had some pickup truck that, you know, reached the end of its life or something. And he got rid of it and needed another truck. But he was coming off of the Volkswagen scene. So mm -hmm. he had the turbo Jetta or GTI or something like that. And he sold that as well. And he thought, okay, I got to get something. And, and he thought, oh, okay, I have the money to get a, a turbo diesel truck. And had no idea. He, he knew that there was a culture surrounding Cummins, but it was his words that said, yeah, it's a totally toxic community. Yeah, It's like everybody calling everybody else gay. And it's like 19-year-old mentality coming out of 45-year-old men. Yeah, and then he says, this is what it is. These guys are not funny. <laughs> yeah. Acoustic Theory said you found a Cummins owner without a fragile ego. Oh, exactly. Which is yeah. uh, incredibly real, like, and that's accurate. Mm -hmm. And he was the one encouraging us to just like go to town on this, mm -hmm. which, you know, he said, yeah, it's a piece of shit truck. The engine's great. Everything else is a pile of garbage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which made me feel bad that some of the, he got some of the flack in the comments for a, allegedly looking like a Cummins owner, which I'm like, he had a beard in and a planet. He's in on it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, oh, he had a don't tread on me hat. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, whatever. Um, but, yeah. but but that was his sticker, the come and see with the word crap in it. So <laughs> he's in on the joke. Yeah, it's very much a, you know, everyone's in on it here type of thing. Oh, Tony Airlines in the chat. Hey, Tony Airlines. Hey. Tony Airlines still driving his beat in crappy weather. Respect. I thought he was putting that on Bring a Trailer. I thought he was too, but Bring a Trailer has this policy now with beats that you have to put them up no reserve, which what you should do anyway. But um, even then, he was thinking about selling it. I think he likes it again, so he's <laughs> keeping it. Um, That's cool. I mean, unfortunately, the weather's not going to allow for him to drive it for like another five months or something or four months. He drives it. I think he drives it as long as there's no snow on the ground. And oh, I don't know right. if his county in New Jersey uses that much salt anyway. Yeah, it's um, not like here. But it's he'll do it when there's dry roads. He says it, it, that thing spins. Uh, not in 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 the wet. So we got whom sandwich. 
JC Denton. Nice. Nice. Uh, doesn't say anything. Just says hi. <laughs> I played that game like three playthroughs. Did you play any of the sequels? No, I didn't. Yeah, I hear the sequels are really good. Probably not to the level of um, the first, though. Mm. But then again, like the first was kind of revolutionary in, a, in its own way. Mm -hmm. Of people weren't really. It's kind of like revolutionary in the way Max Payne was. Yeah, you know, just like oh, look at these mechanics and all these things you can do in the game. Yeah, but yeah. Von Waffensburg, thank you for your generous donation. Happy New Year's. I had a silly exchange with my country buddy after telling him a Dodge Cummins joke from the video. And he said, car guys are so judgmental. I know guys who will break your neck in half if you said that to their face. It's like, okay, well, you're kind of making my point. Yeah. It's if you're going to throw hands with someone over, over, a, a, car, over a car joke. Yeah. And everyone's yeah. like... People are talking about that viral video about the guy getting knocked out with the Twisted Tea can. I'll admit after that, I went and checked if they had Twisted Tea merch, and they do. <laughs> yeah. It's like the Twisted Tea guys are like, do we run with this? Do is, we, we run with this? Like, is this, are we doing this? Uh... It's like, <laughs> um, but really what I'm thinking of is, or what I'm really wondering about is that viral video from about two weeks ago, which shows you really how uh, the, the light, how, how just not how the why can't i talk um how brightly viral videos burn out because uh there was this fight between two guys at a wawa and uh it was this fight where like their clothes kept coming off as they were fighting it was two like obese dudes just going at it and Whoa. for way too long was it like sumo wrestling were they like slapping each other no were they I mean, trying they were, like it was trying to do like ufc shit and like ground and pound and all that stuff yeah and it was basically this guy's ass is hanging out <laughs> like full plumber crack and then it was to the point where i'm like dude your pants are literally about to come off like underwear and all to the point where it's gonna look like you're trying to like do this guy yeah um and it, i don't know not that there's anything wrong with that of course but obviously it's not something that you're gonna do in public you know uh -huh. and uh or maybe it is who knows but yeah it was all the way down and it was just a complete mess and then he didn't they were knocking over shells and everything and then this guy who's filming it is trying to get them to stop and the attendant is trying to get them to stop and then they say the cops are coming so the guy runs and it's just this thing where it goes on for so long and i'm thinking what could have been said that could have possibly started this and my immediate thought is like well he probably said some shit about my car you yeah, know it's yeah. like he saw me driving a taurus and he decided to get lippy about it he decided yeah. he had opinions and so all of a sudden, you know, it's just we're throwing down in the Wawa. Like, this is where you were. You graduated high school. This is like the pinnacle of your essence now. Yeah. Everything in your life has been leading to the moment where you get into a fight at Wawa. Yeah. You're a grown man fighting in Wawa. And it just reminds me of something Mr. Palomar said, an English teacher at Blue Mountain. Um, you can't make chicken sh chicken soup out of chicken shit. It's yeah. a well-worn phrase. Yeah. But he, when like he was so over trying to help people who didn't want to learn, he's like, okay, you don't want to learn. Now this is before no child. So you could do that. Uh, now you got to put a chain around those kids and drag them back to their seat. They had this weird thing at Schuylkill Haven high school where I did my student teaching where uh they had this special class for underperforming kids ninth period during 
um, activity period. And all it was, was rubber stamping. Like these kids would have to sit at the school laptops and take and retake a test until they passed. Huh. And it was the same test. It was like a short, like 10 question test. And that's how they were getting their numbers up for no child. Um, is just putting them through this ringer and like, I'd be there, have to sit with them and keep redirecting them, reminding them, keep doing this. Yeah. Like you've got 45 minutes and sometimes the kids would put there, they would like, I remember this one kid, he just fold his hands and just bury his head in between his hands and push the laptop away. Yeah. It's like, I'm not doing it. And it's like, you have to do this or else the school doesn't get money and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. That was the cr criminal failure mm -hmm. of no child left behind, yeah. which completely destroyed the type of teaching that my mom used to do coming up that made her love teaching as a mm -hmm. profession. The minute it became this whole teaching to the test nonsense and teaching for funding, yeah, it's, it kind of lost the, the business of teaching overwhelmed the sort of value of teaching, which yeah. is that, you know, you have to kind of adjust to meet the standards of each student rather than just applying this one standard for everybody. And that's not really how teaching works no. to just have everybody trying to learn just so that they can pass this test that, you know, you're learning by rote rather than actually integrating that information in any sort of organic way. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the nature of Harrisburg. And for people outside of Pennsylvania, we're just, whenever we use a catch all term for, uh, uh, state government, doesn't matter what branch is if someone in Harrisburg says we have to do this. I mean, do you, um, as of right now, uh, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, department of education has, has emphasized litigation over learning. And so that's the model that they're following now. And I'm so glad I'm not in education anymore. Yeah, Ian Wilmoth in the chat says the same thing happened in colleges uh, with the whole, you know, funding. Really? Let's get with the funding, which I don't remember happening when I was in college, but that might be like a more recent thing. Yeah. Um, so I graduated undergrad in 04. You graduated undergrad in 08? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was probably coming on then, but by then you were up to 300 level classes and then we were in grad school where grad school is just wild west. No, no yeah, it's shit. whatever. And it has I nothing learned, to do with anything. Yeah, I learned way more in grad school oh, yeah, than you I did do. in undergrad yeah. because I didn't have to do gen eds and I didn't have to, you know, do, I don't know. It's, you're not in classes of like a hundred yeah. people nope. in a forum, you nope. know, it's just whatever. Von Waffen, oh, we answered Von Waffen. Ryan Gallagher, uh, hi, couldn't bring yourself to write what happened to Stevie Nicks on your Appalachian Trail hiker video. Can you tell us now? No, I'm not going to tell you now. I thank, thank you for your donation. I'm not going to tell you because it's a total downer story. It's not fun. Like yeah. I could tell you, and then you would be like, oh, I, I wish I didn't know that. Yeah. So it was a reason what we're talking about is I met this, uh, uh, gosh, I was hanging out with, I haven't seen her in a million years. What's her name? It was the last time I was trying to pass her straight. What was her name? Met her on Bumble or Carrie? Tinder. Carrie. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, we were hiking and doing trail magic and met this one lady, uh, her trail name was Stevie Nicks. And, uh, she was on the trail to escape family drama. But it was a pretty bad bit of family drama. Um, and uh, and she just got on the trail to like just escape her family. And she was like in her 50s. So 
Um, this was like her elderly, elderly parents. Um, and it's just, it's just, it would just bring the mood down. Yeah. Um, so you, whatever you're imagining, it's probably that. So yeah, like, but she said she felt great. Of course, by that time she realized she just hiked almost 1,900 miles by yeah. the time she reached Pennsylvania. So that was cool. I wonder if this is going to be Appalachian AT 2021 or not. I'm guessing people are going to be starting like the really crazy people are going to be starting in like two months. We'll see. It'd be cool if I can still do trail magic, um, at Port Clinton with the new car. Um, whenever yeah. it gets here, I'm watching the boat that came from Naga. I think it, my car came from Osaka, I think. And then the boat left from Nagasaki or something like that. And, um, um and right now it's in the gulf of mexico it docked at in mobile alabama but now it's moving away from georgia it went to some port in texas huh. so it's probably bouncing around picking stuff up dropping stuff off in in the gulf um i'm, I'm guessing it's going to go around florida and start hitting stuff on the eastern seaboard yeah um so yeah uh, John 96 says FMK Craigslist edition SN95 Mustang NB Miata E46 th 325i. I guess. Oh, fuck, Mary kill. Okay. Oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> so fuck, Mary kill SN95 Mustang NB Miata or E46. Um, uh, fuck the Mustang, marry the Miata, and kill the bmw i was gonna marry the mustang fuck the miata and kill the. <laughs> we both did the same kill both ki both killed a bimmer yeah so that's uh, a good answer yeah thank you for the donation that was good chrome dome says i'm looking to buy a used 2015 to 2016 lexus is350 for new daily okay i want something comfortable but still kind of sporty in the 22 to 25 thousand dollar range well god love you that's plenty yeah, that's fine. Yeah, why not? I want something comfy but sporty. Okay, those are two different things. You don't get, you're going to have to, all right, it's a daily, so you're going to lean toward comfy. IS350 is fine. There's, you know, the V, the V6 Accord Coupe with a stick shift. That's badass. That's well, well within your budget. Yeah, it's that. Or, yeah, I mean, go with the IS350. I mean, that's King Toyota. Fine. And then the other one is, you know, backup Honda. The the V6 Accord with a, with a stick shift. Great. Good question. Von Waffensburg again. Thank you. I also submitted my Boss 302. That's a Mustang we haven't done yet. Hmm. Feels like we have. But alas, we have not. Well... Technically, well, we didn't do a Boss 302. I mean, we did Sam's uh, V8 uh, Mustang Coupe Fox body. Yeah. But the Boss 302, I mean, he could be referring to two things, like the OG Boss 302 when the 302 first came out, I think in the late 60s, or the recent one um, that I think that, I don't know if they did a Boss 302 in the SM95. It may have been the S197. Hmm. And I don't know which one that is von waffensburg but okay 
Y'all interested in going out there and travel is cool again. Well, I have to go to Atlanta when, when my car is ready to be collected. Um, I did send an email to, I think Alex over at on it as, yeah. as just like a feeler. They're like, Hey, you want to do a car meet thing again? Yeah. Just to see. I said I'm like fine with never doing car meets again, but then I started missing it last night. No, I miss it tremendously. I just can't imagine it would be safe. Right. You know, and I would feel awful if anyone was true, you know, on our account, Um, which, okay, yes, people have the choice, but also like, so do we. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be like responsible on behalf of other people. Right. Um, Maybe, maybe on it has like a thing. Like we could put up some cones and if someone from their event staff would be there with the little thermometer, mm. you'd have to test people to bring your car in. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Ozzy 420. Nice. Uh, thank you for your generous donation. Happy New Year's Eve. Just wanted to remind you guys that you're cool and handsome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And I appreciate all that you do. Also, Mr. Regular, what is your favorite ska band? Uh, the Slackers. Easy. Slackers, followed by the toasters, followed by the specials, followed by Real Big Fish. Is no doubt a ska band. Have we talked about they, this? Their debut album before they were with a major record company was a ska album. Okay. And I think people who didn't know what ska was, once no doubt went mainstream, that was their idea of what ska was, even mm. though it's really kind of not like Tragic Kingdom. I don't think it's ska, you know, like that album. Mm. And so, you know, you kind of get this perversion of what ska actually is mm-hmm. and what people think ska actually is. But I think they definitely did start out as a ska band yeah. and then they kind of added ska influences as they went more pop. Yeah. And then until like the late 90s, early 2000s, when like there was no evidence of that at all whatsoever. Yeah. So now it's just now Gwen Stefani's off doing, you know, country duets with Blake Shelton. So wow. good for her. Um, but it's also a thing where, you know, it shows how people sort of change over time and evolve, grow, but also leave behind the genre in which they initially stake their claim. Right. So some ska bands stay ska bands forever, though. Yeah. So. Okay, if you want a if you don't want a very very good ska album, go with uh the Toasters and the album is called One More Bullet. Toasters One More Bullet. Uh very good. So, thank you Ozzy. Evan Paul, thank you for your donation. Podcast in the shower is a good time until you hear only fans for dads <laughs> and it becomes a great time. Uh grill on fellas, happy new year. Cool. Happy New Year. Uh, quick, have, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Disco Ball Gaming wants to know what we think about uh, Flash Player dying today, serving the internet since 1996. Rest in peace. Everybody did HTML. Flash is gone. Pour one out for all those uh, for all those porn videos that are deep in the internet that people have saved mm-hmm. on like old bookmarks and stuff that are still in Flash. Yep, can't watch those anymore. That's the only thing like in the last year that I realized that, that Flash was really gone was like old porn videos that are still in Flash on like old websites. I, I just kind of got sick of having to always update. It's kind of like how anytime I turn on my laptop, uh, Skype needs to update again yeah. or something. I don't know. But F's in the chat for, you know, 
flash. Yeah. Man, I got to grab a leak. Okay. Hundo Hudo says, uh, what's your opinion on the Lexus RCs? I, I think they're unnecessary luxury, really. I mean, if you think you need a Lexus RC to look rich, then you do. I was curious as they're the closest thing Toyota has to a completely in-house sporty coupe. I like the RC50. What do you mean? A sporty coupe? The Supra? The Celica? The the um, the Levin? Those are coupes. The Paseo? That was a sporty coupe. One too fast, but it was still a sport coupe. Of course, I'm all going 90s here, aren't I? Hmm. I don't. I, I really don't think about them at all. <sighs> I don't know who's impressed by those things. Jerks. Uh, That's what I think of them. So you want an RC350? Go get one. It's your money. Thank And speaking of money, thank you for your donation. Jennifer R. Hello again. Uh, guys, I uh, guess you don't remember the slow Monte Oh, I'm sorry, Jennifer. Sorry, Jennifer. Sorry. I have no excuse. I should have looked at your. Yeah, I should have looked at your. Avatar, your insignia, your symbol. Sorry, Jennifer. Hope you're having a good day. Wookie Automotive, Wookie Automoto TV. Thank you for your donation. Asks, glad to finally catch another podcast live. Here's some drinking money. Thank you. Thoughts on a first-generation base model four-cylinder Ford Probe? Kind of hard to find now. Unusual to see. My dad bought my fresh. My dad bought my freshman in college sister as a first car. Terrible idea. Why was it a terrible idea? I mean, it's kind of economical unless she like wrecked it or something. I mean, I'm what I'm guessing that happened with all those, you know, Mazda. Their Mazdas happened as people broke them and then never got fixed, and that was the end of it. I saw like a couple of them at like Ford Nationals, and most of them were in pretty sorry shape. I suppose eventually there'll be some bring a trailer darling that'll go for something crazy like thirty-five or forty thousand dollars. That would be a buy and hold. Someone can find a Ford Probe like bone stock. Yeah. No. Uh, just wait for the value to go up. Yeah, it's got a neat story, the Ford Probe, because Ford originally wanted to kill the Mustang and have the Probe take over. Which is such a bizarre thought. People freak the fuck out. I believe it. Um, So, SK, break the rules with European, the Euros. Thank you. Long-time listener, first-time donating. Thanks, yeah, I appreciate it. Less than one hour to, uh, to New York here. Less than one hour. Oh, I'll guess from New York here. So I wanted to thank you for brightening up my Monday afternoons. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank, uh, you. thank you that for watching internationally. Thank you so much. And thank you for your donation. Tell us what the new year is like over in Europe. Uh, Italian Ice 678 doesn't have a question. Just generous donation says, Happy New Year with three exclamation points. Well, Happy New Year happy to you Happy New too. Year to you as well. Hmm. I think I could use the sign probably. Oh. Yeah. The sign. 
Thank you, Nick. This is where I get the shot. Oh yeah, I gotta put it up against this because my laptop is now. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> so bushy. Focus. Oh. Focus, you fuck. I Come on. It was focused on you. I've done it before. Focus. There we go. Yeah, we're good. I don't even know how that's focusing. There's no movable lenses in that thing. There's got to be something going on with that webcam that does that. Ozzy A says, getting a 2018 DR200 as a first bike this weekend. Good choice. Thoughts on the bike? Yeah, great first bike. Uh, love you all. Been watching since the Fiesta ST. Thank you. Keep it up with the good stuff. Hey, keep it up. Keep the rubber side down and all those nice memes about getting your first bike. Very cool. Enjoy your Suzuki. It's a good one. Phil McWonder. Thank you, Phil, with a generous donation. Thank you. I was trying to think of the weirdest car in Gear City. What's that? Like Probably just like a, a hypothetical, like, you know, the best burger in fast food land. Mm. Uh, Gear City I can design, and I think I got one. A 1995 uh, mid-engine sports car with a nine-cylinder? What? 300-horsepower rotary? Okay. With a six-speed. There have been people who tried to put radial engines in cars, and they don't work. Because <laughs> one, all the weight's up high. Um, second of, they're made to get air over each over themselves constantly. Third, because they're a radial engine, the bottom cylinders just fill with oil. Well, and they soak um, because, you know, it faces down, and all the oil drains down into that. Uh, it's it's done. Popular car sounds horrible. Yeah, every now and again, someone comes up with a car, puts a like a watt, not a wasp engine. Um, I don't know the names of engine Continental or something like that. Something out of like a T6 Texan, and puts that and it's like, hey, what, what are this thing? It's like that. It's not meant for cars. Airplane engines don't work in cars because airplane engines barely rev past two thousand RPM. I think the engine in Greg's PA28 revs to like 3.1 or something like that. And all they're, all they're meant to do is sit at like 2,300 RPM all day. Mm. Whereas they're not really meant to be fast revving up or down. They're made to like pick a speed and just stay at it. And versus car engines are made to go up and down and then the tolerances are different. And yep. also airplane engines need to be serviced more. Um while they're easier to get that and easier to work on, the parts are crazy expensive. Um, Greg was telling me that uh, an engine rebuild on his little plane is like uh, like twenty thousand dollars. D. And the, and the and that plane that he flies is worth maybe forty thousand dollars <laughs> or something like that. So airplanes are cheap to buy and crazy expensive to maintain. Uh, Phil says not radial airplane engine, rotary airplane engine. It's oh. even worse. <laughs> oh, a nine cylinder. So are you talking about nine rotary engine? 
let's see because he added something else rotary airplane engine the whole engine spins uh hmm. oh are you talking about like a world war one thing where the engine and crank are one piece you're not talking about a wankel are you oh rotary not wankel they say yeah okay so the entire engine rotates with the propeller like on a southwood camel or something like that mm. Mm. well hope yeah, you like torque steer because <laughs> you're gonna get more than you bargained for QE2O, and good question, thank you. QE2O says, this might sound like a trick question, but what's your opinion on the Toyota Paseo? Love it. I know you liked it yourself, so I figured I'd ask. Yeah, a Toyota Paseo, like, okay. Back in the day, a Toyota Supra was supposed to be a cheap Corvette. And then the Toyota Celica was a cheap Toyota Supra. And a Toyota Paseo is a cheap Celica. They just went, they kept making coupes just right down the line. And the Toyota Paseo was this kind of revy engine. Um, its parts were shared. Um, I think it was just like a, a regular 5FE, like normal 87 octane engine. Doesn't mean anything. But, you know, you put it in a nice body and you gave it a stick shift. And like, hey, you know, have fun, rev it out. And that's what it was. And, um, I haven't, I think there's a few people offered Paseos, um, and I'd like to do one. Uh, the closest thing we got to one is that one Sarah we did, cause that had a Paseo engine. That's, yeah. that's what they have. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah. Love it. So if you find one, Hey, you got something unique. I can't think of a Paseo without thinking of, uh, that meat Canyon but is anybody watching or you watch meat canyon on uh youtube he's like this animator who excels in very perverse animations um sometimes based on licensed characters but uh this one it was like this really creepy ronald mcdonald and he's trying to like get this person to come back to his house with him and he's like i got a 1993 toyota paseo in the parking lot <laughs> let's get out of here <laughs> and it's just an incredibly awkward and uh, I think it's called Golden Arches that bit. It's just so bizarre and it stains itself on your mind in the sense that uh, what's creepy about it is, yes, it's Ronald McDonald trying to, you know, seduce this person and pl place them in harm's way. But also they have this weirdly like comforting music playing in the background the entire time. Mm -hmm. And it's very unsettling. So yeah, so yeah, so I've seen the one with Bugs Bunny uh, before they took it down, and then the one that they put back up with Bugs, and then the most recent one with SpongeBob SquarePants, which is like I can't that just so just yeah gives me the creeps on the inside. Um, but then that's kind of like what he does. Um, I mean, I like the one with the Office where it's just kind of like yeah you know jim slapping dwight but like the slaps are just very light sounding <laughs> which makes it somehow creepier but yeah it's a great channel uh, this one's all rusted up here's a 97 paseo in worcester, worcester. welcome to worcester dollar 25 please <laughs> what the? it's that old adam sandler album oh toll booth to willie i'm dating myself here yeah. Hey, Tollbooth Willie. Here's a dollar twenty-five. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and all it all it is is Tollbooth Willie like like cursing people out. Never you, you heard. Never heard. Oh man. Yeah. 
I think if I played Tollbooth Willie, I'd get copyright strike. Oh, here's one in York for six hundred dollars. Damn. Uh, it's making a no. Oh, it's a Camry, and it, they they did that thing where they just they just say uh, Glen Burley, Maryland. This thing been lowered. It's on Steelys. It's old. It's beat. Oh, look at that seat. Seat looks like it's busted in half. Yeah, this is what happened to all the Paseos. Yep. It's like kind of a sporty car, but then like people who want a sporty car buy them and try to make them look fast. I think what claimed a lot of the Paseos was Fast and the Furious, where mm. the whole thing was to look fast, not be fast. It's a great running engine, but it's knocking. So yeah, it's it's at a glance kind of looks like an Integra, but isn't. Uh, yeah. Yep. Man. There's 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 not a lot of them. There was like three, really. This is just a general Google search. Tristan Green says, "Happy New Year! Thanks for inspiring me for getting into trading stonks this year." Cheers. Okay. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Uh, Cabinet Juice, thank you for your donation. Happy New Year's Eve, guys. You're such an inspiration to me that I have a series on TikTok where I review random cars I see in parking lots. Hey, we did the same thing. But everyone there calls me an RCR clone. Ah. Uh, well, take pride in it. I yeah. Mean, there's a girl. Like in the very beginning, like I had some videos that were, I was clearly copying Top Gear that, that aren't on RCR's page. It was like my old one. And, uh, but that's before you find your voice. So it's, um, it's like learning to draw or learning to write. There's no, there's no, nothing, no problem with stealing for, for just for practice. Yeah. yeah. To, to help you find your voice, to help yeah. you find your niche. And if doing someone else's bit is what helps you get comfortable in the cam in front of the camera or behind the camera, yeah. then do it. And then eventually it evolves into your own thing. There's this woman on TikTok who's I think from Canada and she does this thing called regular ass car reviews. Uh -huh. And, uh, she's literally never heard of us, but like half the comments are like, Hey, you ever watch regular car? Like nothing derisive. And I would certainly hope that they wouldn't like harass her for it or anything. And she's mm. actually like pretty funny, but, um, I'd like to watch that, but I'm not putting TikTok on any of my no, devices. No. Well, I mean, that's one for me to talk, but it's also, Do you have it. Yeah. But can you show me? Um, oh, I'm not subscribed to her, strangely enough, because it I saw it before I actually got on TikTok. Mm. So it's um something where she's just talking about I don't know, she's doing like more or less like the same type of stuff that we would say, but you know, in her own way. Like I and I don't want to say like this type of stuff <sighs> we would say because again, like she's never heard of us, and so it's something where She's just making a review because she works at like a car dealership. So uh -huh. she'll walk over to a car dealership, do the whole like, I'm in the car here, look at this shit. And, but she's making like jokes about it, cracking wise. And I'm like, hey, oh, that's okay. cool. And so, I mean, I'm sure if you look up like regular ass car reviews, um, and maybe some of them got ported over to YouTube, but um, it's something where it's, you know, it's nice. Um, I have no idea what the woman's name is, and I wish I could remember. Basic ass car reviews? No, it was uh well, maybe she changed the name. I don't, oh wait, that's Instagram. Oh. Cause maybe enough people were like, oh, there's already an RCR, even though it would be R C A R. Wait, no, R A C R. Best TikTok videos, tested Instagram reels. 
Well, cursory glance of. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's basically her. I guess she changed the name because uh, all the videos, it was blank or it was like regular. And then instead of the word ass, they would just use the uh, peach emoji. Oh. Um, and so I'm guessing that's her and she just changed the name because enough people were like, Hey, you know, whatever. Right. Um, which I mean, I feel bad. I don't think there's anything, uh, whose car is that? Oh, waiting. Is anyone going to get it? It's a truck. Got there it goes. <laughs> I think he just hit the clicker from his window and then looks over and sees me at the window just looking at him. Yeah. All right. So basic ass car reviews. What do we got here? We got a Volkswagen. We've got a Honda CRV. We got another Volkswagen. We've got a Honda Civic. We've got a Nissan Rogue. I think that's a Rogue. That's a pretty shitty car. <laughs> what do you got to say? Uh, well, you got log in into to Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Fuck you. Uh, but yeah, uh, some Hunter Strauss in the comments says, so what are your chances of finding a real live Chevy citation? Uh, Facebook marketplace, make it as wide as you can and just go to different cities. Yeah. That's where you're going to find them. You're going to find them. You're going to find them when someone's like, when they take uh, the license away from grandpa. Yeah. That's how you're going to find a Chevy citation. Mm. It's like, oh, in a state sale, someone died and this car probably had, it'll probably, it'll probably be in really good condition. It'll probably have like 60,000 miles on it. <laughs> and the only thing you have to replace is like rubber bits that got worn out. I mean, you're still going to have to put a thousand dollars into it, but yeah, you'll have a Chevy citation rolling that. Uh, let's see. Henry R says, uh, and thank you for your generous donation. I didn't know you had come out. Congratulations. I don't make a big deal out of it. It's not like a crux of my personality. So whatever. But thank you. Thank you for giving me money. Uh, Von Waffensburg for a third time. Uh, 2013 Boss 302 Mustang. I figure it'd be fun since you guys did a 2014 GT500 and comparing, you know. Yeah, well, the GT500 is just nuts. Um, yeah, it was fun doing that one because Dave, that was David's car and David's a cop. So we were driving around with an FOP, a uh, <laughs> license plate on it, a Pen uh, Pennsylvania FOP. And like he's got his badge on him. He just says, go. <laughs> like hell yeah can't I, it's not too often that i get to do that um but yeah uh 2003 boss 302 mustang is a shelby no but uh see if it's a boss but it's like 2013 the the coyote motor i think didn't come out until 2015 or 2016 or something like that yeah uh wikipedia but um, so I don't know if that's still using a modular or a version of the Triton where it is 302 cubic inches. I don't know. I don't know. Um, real quick, Disco Ball Gaming is uh, very interested to know our thoughts on the Mach-E Mustang. Fine. I like it. I weirdly like it. The Mustang has been through so many iterations. It's like when people were upset about the four-cylinder. It's like they were doing that well throughout the 80s. Um, the Mustang, remember Iacocca's book, the Mustang was made to be retroactive from jump. It, it was made to be nostalgic from day one. It was made that what was that thing he was trying to do? Like the original Mark, like the Lincoln Mark or something that Iacocca like really liked when he was a kid. Yeah. And like the Mustang had cues to that car. So the Mustang's only been futuristic like twice in its life. Yeah. 
One was the Fox body design and rather the Fox body sort of, all right, the Fox body arrow. Yeah. The Fox body arrow design, because originally it was a quad headlight, at the very beginning of the Fox platform. And then it became the more sleek version, AKA the one in ice, ice baby or no cool as ice. Yeah. Starring, cool as ice. <laughs> yeah. starring vanilla ice. Yeah. Uh, Cruising in my 5.0 with a rag top down. So my bick can blow. See, I, I never understood that line because like you're trying to light a cigarette, but your Bic lighter keeps blowing, uh, whatever. Anyway, so, uh, and I say that was the first time the Mustang was ever futuristic because it abandoned the triple head, the triple taillights and or abandoned round headlights. You can say, oh, but they did it with the SN95 as well. Mm -mm. The, the SN95, the interior went back to the double bubble dash that it originally had. And then your tail lights. Originally, they were three, but they were horizontal. By the time their Nick's car, the new Edge design, it went back to three vertical tail lights, yeah. and it stuck that way, you know, for forever. And so, this is the only other time it's ever been futuristic. Every time, every other time has been retroactive. Yeah, it's too much of a. I, I mean, my thing about it is that the only thing that I don't like is the attempt, design-wise, to try to make it look like every other car in Ford's fleet, or at least look more like every other mm. car in Ford's fleet where everything is all soft and curvy and non-threatening and your groceries go here and your mm. kids go here and the soccer balls go here. It's almost like, you know, something where you see it on the road and you're not immediately going to think Mustang and yeah. it doesn't have that same curb appeal no. necessarily, but I kind of like it for what it is because I'm coming in, not expecting anything of it. Yeah. Whereas most people, when they hear Mustang, they have this idea in their mind of what it is. Yeah. And so do I, but I'm not so married to that vision that I can't see it going in a different direction. Right. Um, but I guess, I mean, I would have to get my hands on one first to really know for sure. But yeah. for now I'm like, it's fine. It's good. Yeah. Whatever. Matthew Werner. So, oh, excuse me. Skip. Very legal. Very cool. Thank you for your donation. <clears throat> Taking a semester off from COVID altered college to work ski lifts from the winter. Awesome. I drive a car with 226,000 miles on it. Hope it's a Toyota or, or Honda. All wheel drive and snow tires. Well, maybe that's a Subaru with the head gaskets done, but I'm looking for any new car. Uh, any, uh, any recommendations on good snow cars? Well, you're working at a ski lift off from college. You aren't buying a new car, man. That yeah. is financially stupid to buy a new car. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you're making above minimum at a ski resort, uh, watching boomers fall over. That's not new car life. Um, what do you want? A good snow, a good snow car is a car with snow tires on it, or you get your Subaru with all seasons. That's what it is. And honestly, it's whichever is cheaper. Okay. You know, what, what car, what, what should I buy? A fucking Corolla and then buy steel and, and then buy steelies and then have your snow tires buy two snow, two steelies and two snow tires for the front drive wheels. Or here's your Subaru and don't buy a new one. You know, you're to buy a cheap Subaru. It's either going to be 101,000 miles or it's going to be 201,000 miles. And then you're going to have to be ready to spend like $2,000 on top of the price of the car to have timing, timing belt, head gaskets, water pump done because you're not going to buy a cheap Subaru and that's going to have an FB engine in it. They're too new. You're going to still have something with an EJ engine. So that being said, 99 Corolla. Yeah. <laughs> it I always mean, comes back. Yeah. And also, I mean, because ultimately if you're, looking for a new car that means that well there's something off about the story here yeah. either you have 
more money than the job you're, you have would imply, or you don't care as much about the function of what you need it for. Yeah. Then it would seem and don't tell me you need it. You need a new car. That's like a wagon or something like that because you work at a ski area. You got to put your skis in it. Dude, I was a ski instructor. I drove a Toyota echo. Yeah. And I just put the seats down, put my skis in sideways. They poked a little bit into the front seat, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Thank you for the donation. Thank you for the donation. <laughs> I don't hate you. I like you. No, no, no. We, we I just like was passionate. It. Yeah. You get Matthew Werner doesn't have a question, but thank you for your donation. I appreciate it. Andrew Palmer says, do you know anybody who's imported a JDM motorcycle? I don't know if there's such a thing because you, uh, US, USA bikes have an edge over pretty much everybody else because we're, we, we don't have graduated licenses here. So you buy a, a a bike from another country, if it's like a middleweight, it'll probably have like restrictor plates in it, maybe even a different ECU. That was something we ran into when we ran the uh, the Honda something or other in New Zealand. That thing was restricted because they say, okay, it's a learning bike or it's a middleweight bike. Um, it has either a restrictor plate like in the throttle body or it has a computer that just caps the power or, or cuts spark or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If anything else, other countries want bikes from the United States. Like you find a Hayabusa that isn't restricted. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so it's sort of a fam uh, fantasy of mine to have a 90 CBR 250 RR4 cylinder. Okay, fine. I can understand that. We didn't have that here. Um, you know, you can't. Yeah, those things make like 25 horsepower or something like that. But it's just fun because they're little four-cylinder 250s that sound like, uh, you know, F1 cars. I can understand that. Whether it's worth the price to import, oh, there's probably some already here. Aob Motorworks, thank you for uh, Canadian money. Have you guys seen a first gen uh, legend, an, an Acura legend? Hmm. Those things are kind of neat because again, you don't see them. Like, okay, yes, I have, but I saw first gen Acura legends when I was helping this guy do construction cleanup in Reading. And that was like, after I got back from Alaska. So that was like 2013, yeah. like just as RCR was starting, you would still see some of them then, but we would always joke that these were like heroin dealers mm. because at the time they were just dog shit cars. Yeah. It was someone who scraped together like $1,800 and wanted to roll around the hood looking rich. Yeah. That's what an Acura legend was like at the time. Yes, it was a nice luxury car um, and a well-made one, but a lot of them fell a long, long way. I think even in college, we joked about that. Like it was just, you know, homies at Taco Bell and like Acura legends. Like that's their big night out. Yeah. I mean, hey, for some people it is, but you could probably graduate up to Apple Bapples <laughs> for, yeah. um, for for the price of just getting a Toyota rather than having to repair, you know, an Acura, a blown out Acura Legend for all all a sort of time. But now nowadays, seeing them are, are, is is kind of cool. Um, let's see. Uh, this one, William Otto, Roman, what's your take on the big three mainly offering CUVs and trucks? Um, in a brief answer, I thought it wasn't. I think it's inevitable. Or yeah. was trending that way, and so it doesn't really surprise me. I'd be shocked Everybody's if it was the other way. getting married, chasing the dream. Gotta be married so I can tell my mom that now I'm a mom and I don't have to listen to you anymore. <laughs> or maybe all my friends are getting married, so I gotta get married. 
there's got to be some, there's got to be a little bit of that. A little bit. Like probably people getting married because all their friends get married. The race down the aisle. Yeah. It's like Olympic and, you know, the, the hurdles and javelins and whatever Olympians do. <laughs> if, if you ever get like, if you replace Red Betty ever with like an S197 GT with a stick shift. Yeah. We just get like a banner that just says disposable income and we just do donuts in front of churches. <laughs> Chris Stockslager, hello. And I think we're getting toward the end here. What's your opinion on Toyota supposedly discontinuing the Land Cruiser? I had no idea. And I don't think, I mean, that's. I saw the news story about that. Yeah. That it was, they're discontinuing it. Ben would um, know. Or maybe it's just uh, I saw it on Twitter, like a post about it. But I mean, I think we're at a point where if you price yourself out of the market, it doesn't matter how long the brand has been around or how reliable it's been. Right. You can have a very niche product. And this goes for anything, whether it's video games, foodstuffs, uh, whatever, where it's generally regarded as a very high quality product. But also if you price yourself out of the range of most people to afford that product, then you're not really meeting the demands of the market. You're not satisfying the demands of the market. Even if the market wants the thing you're making, if they can't afford it, they can't. But also I see where it's coming from in the corporate side of things, which is that the cost to make this as quality as it is yeah. needs to be recouped somehow. And ultimately, sometimes you just can't like make ends meet and right. make that viable. And so the only option is to discontinue at least for now, there's no saying that, Hey, you can't bring it back down the line. Right. It's just, it doesn't make sense for us to come out with, you know, a 2022 yeah. model or whatever, you know, we're just going to put it on the sidelines and just give it a rest for a little while. Yeah. And, yeah. I hope they would do that rather than cheap out on the quality, even though I would never buy a new land cruiser. No. Um, but yeah. Um, and they're not going to like the opposite the opposite part of that story is GMC just going nuts with the uh, with uh, Denali, yeah. which is just a trimmed up suburban. Yeah, but they're making tons of margin on that because it's just factory parts in a fancy body, and people willing to pay a hundred G's for one of those things loaded up, and it's imagine. no going to be nowhere near what a Land Cruiser is going to be. That'd be like paying that money for a Toyota I Road. It just makes no sense yeah. whatsoever. And it's just, just, to ha it's like paying that money just to have the thing yeah. rather than to have any practical need for it that right. would justify paying it. Right. Matthew Verner says, should I buy a Fox body Mustang? And the answer is if you have a garage, yes. I'm not talking about a carport. I'm not talking about a uh, little pop-up pole tent in the backyard or a car. Cover I'm not talking about a a uh, shared parking garage with other people. I'm talking about your garage with a lock on it. Um, because make no mistake, Fox bodies are cheaply made or must Mustangs in general. They're kind of cheaply made. They're not Shelby's. Yes. Like with like, but that's like engines and things like that. The interior quality. I mean, first of all, it's an eighties Ford or early nineties Ford looks cool. But that plastic has seen a lot of years. I feel uh, so. Matthew Verner says, "I feel like they bottomed out and will only go up from here." Well, they probably took a dip, like all all stuff did during the recession. Yep. So yeah, it'd be a decent buy. Um, 
I think if you want to buy a Fox body Mustang and you have a garage like you should, buy a ragtop. Buy a ragtop that's in really good condition. Bring it out on nice days. Know that these are the, the tail end of the Windsors. It's going to have accessories on it. The, the air conditioning, if it does work, is going to smell weird. Fords of that era, your car doesn't do this, but Fords of that era just had this HVAC stank to it. I don't know what it is. Maybe all cars like that. You put the heater on it, it just smells like an old person's house. Mm. It's just something going on. Or, or maybe they made, if I don't know if there was or wasn't a... a, a a uh, a cabin air filter or not. So yeah, I mean, I think a Fox body Mustang is a totally good buy as long as you have your own garage. Not I share it with a guy or anything like yeah. that. It, it's, it's a cool car, but it needs to be protected. And I think that's it. I mean, uh, refresh here. Refresh for safety. Yeah. Yep, that was the last one. All right. So despite our best efforts, we still went for an hour and a half. Eh, well, uh, that'll be easier for me to edit okay. down tomorrow because we've been doing two hour ones recently or two and a half on all that. Someone you know. says they had a, they had a Ford and they found a nest in the heater box. That's Yeesh. funny. <laughs> uh, it's uh, like the epidemic uh, of people finding G-Wagon started about 120,000. Wow. Uh, okay. So... This is it for 2020. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably podcast next week as as per usual, as is tradition or something like yeah. that. Um, I'll find out more about the guy if he's... I, I want to go over to his house tomorrow and like clean up the, the vehicle. Yeah. The tr well, we'll say it's a truck. A guy, we've been, we've been having a, a nice string of trucks. And by that, I mean two. <laughs> so <laughs> this will probably though. be number three. Yeah. Um, we just got to go clean it up a little bit. Normally I say, hey... You know, bring your car in whatever conditions it, it's in. You don't have to wash it. But this one, I, I kind of like the truck and I want it to look good. And I got, I want to put the uh, Plasti X on the headlights, clean them up, defog them. Yeah. So make it look nice. So this is it for the live stream. Thank you to everybody who donated uh, to the live stream. And um, actually, I'm going to send you guys to Foster's thing. Let me get a, a link here. Hold on. I'm going to go like directly after this and I'm going to go talk. So um, if you, if you didn't get a chance to answer questions or if you feel like donating, uh, my friend Foster is doing um, uh, uh, a live stream for uh, get, give kids the world. It's a make a wish sort of thing. Oh, very um, nice. And Foster used to work at like Cedar point or something like that amusement park. So half of it is just kids just want to go to Disneyland or something like that. You know? Yeah. Um, so it's Flappy New Year's. I'm going to go over there and just say funny things in the chat. Um, Do it. So, oh, you got to register. Well, where's the stream? He's doing it on his YouTube channel. Happy New Year's live stream. The Treacherous Telethon. I'm just going to go to his YouTube channel. And there it is. 
Okay, so they are live right now. Copy link location, copy link address. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna go directly into that live stream and be in the chat. So everybody follow me for just a little bit. If you feel like it, you don't have to, but I'm just gonna go say, hey, this is that if you feel like throwing in a buck, throwing a buck, uh, they get a kick out of it that, you know, his channel is like bumping up to 50,000 and we're a YouTube channel of now 750,000. So it'd be funny like to have some people just like pour into it for a few seconds. Like, hey, the RCR crew is here just for a little bit. How many people are watching right now? 246. So even if like half of us show up there and just say, hey, about this, um, what's going on here? So here's the link. I'll post it a few times. Oops. Command V. There it is. So the link I just posted, we're going here and if you uh, go, go in here and I'll be I'll follow you into this uh, chat in a few minutes. So I will follow into this live stream right now. In fact, can this can this thing handle me going into this live stream? Can my computer and my thing handle me going into this guy's live stream? I don't know if it can. Did that link not work? I mean, at least if it, uh, you know, uh, crashes, the podcast is already yeah. over. Okay, so I'm in it right now. I gotta, I gotta mute his. Oh, people are already in it. RCR raid. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're in it. Tremendous, exquisite. The gang is here. All right, so you guys found it. Uh, Command C. Uh, command V there it is. So thank you for everybody who donated. Thank you to everybody who donates through Patreon and you're helping our channel exists as a much larger channel than it is. We'll see you in the new year. Uh, for RCR, I'm Brian. I'm Nick. Have a good night guys. And I'll see you over in uh, the flappy new year stream right now. Bye. Bye.